It's the WMAY Business Spotlight. I'm Greg Bishop, and now we talk with SIU Center for Family Medicine, Dr. Amit Sapra. Doctor, thanks for taking time with us here on the WMAY Business Spotlight. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about allergies. I just had a little bit of a sneezing fit here at the Capitol and blew my nose. It seemed to work everything out, but uh, some people do have seasonal allergies, and it can be a big problem. That's right. Especially during this season, you have hometown that is skyrocketing, and, and so many people call it hay fever. And in medical terms, it's called seasonal allergic rhinitis. Grasses like ragweed, they are the one of the most common causes for seasonal allergies. Other common sources are uh, beet pollen like sagebrush, pigweed, tumbleweed. Certain species of trees such as birch, cedar, and oak, they, they also produce really highly allergenic pollen. So um, these are the months we really see a lot of patients suffering from these problems. For your patients that do come in, are there some telltale signs that they should look out for to indicate if they do have seasonal allergies or if it's just something like, you know, I had uh, a little bit of a sneezing fit not long ago. I typically don't have any kind of allergies, but how do your patients know if indeed they might have seasonal allergies? So seasonal allergies, they present with recurrent recurrent bouts of uh, sneezing and runny and stuffy nose. Um, they would have itchy nose, eyes and ears, sometimes uh, red watery eyes and sometimes even hives or, or itchy skin. Uh, they can have swelling around the eyes and this especially happens when the pollen count is high and which means uh, that's, that's probably one of the, the most uh, common causes of seasonal allergies. Um, a lot of patients these days ask me, hey, how do I know if it is not COVID? Because that's the first thing that comes to their mind these days. And I just tell them that uh, COVID will present with shortness of breath, uh, will present with cough, fever, um, sometimes loss of taste and loss of smell, and even gastrointestinal symptoms such as diarrhea. But seasonal al allergies are usually mild, they are self-limiting, um, and they occur during, during spring and fall. For those who do suffer from seasonal allergies, what are some of the types of precautions they can take to, to possibly curb some of those symptoms? That's a good question, Greg. And, you know, a lot of these allergies, uh, we can try to control them um, with only precautions. Uh, I mean, you cannot change somebody's tendency to, to have seasonal allergies, but you can limit the exposure to the inciting agent that causes flare-ups. So one of the main things that I tell patients is you limit your outdoor activities when the pollen counts are high. So the next question is how do we know the pollen count is high? There are so many online sources and apps that, that patients can use to, to know whether the pollen count is high on that particular day. For example, the weather channel, the pollen forecast, AccuWeather, WebMD allergies, Zertic allergy cast. These are a few uh, famous uh, websites that actually broadcast the pollen count for the whole week. And so you can be prepared um, whether you're going to have more exposure today or not. Uh, we measure pollen count from between 1 to 12 and 12 being really high. And anything over 10 is, is something that you should not be exposed to if you, you have a tendency to seasonal, seasonal allergies. The other things that I recommend is keep your windows closed during pollen season and use central air conditioning. Use a good um, filter for your air conditioning, such as a filter that has an MPR rating of at least 600. Um, you can use a air purifier at home, which will help eliminate the dust and pollen. You can even start taking medication before the pollen season begins. And, you know, sometimes these patients have to continue these allergy medications um, over months, um, just, before the just before the season starts. 
Um, and, and one more really important thing to know is uh, take your medication before you sleep um, because it'll be in your system when you wake up and that's when you're more vulnerable to uh, really get exposed to those allergens. Uh, wash your bedding in, in a hot soapy water at least once a week. Wear sunglasses to avoid exposure of, of pollen to the eyes. Limit close contact uh, with pets that spend a lot of time outdoors. Dry your clothes in a dryer. And simple things like bathe and shampoo your hair daily so the pollen, pollen load is decreased from the body. Um, they, and there is another thing that we completely ignore sometimes. Uh, when we drive, we use our air conditioning in, in, uh, in a mode that lets the, the air come inside the car. But if we keep it in recirculation mode during these seasons, um, then you know the, the exposure to the outside dust in Poland markedly reduces. We're talking with with Dr. Amit Sapra. He's with the SIU Center for Family Medicine, and we're focusing on seasonal allergies here with the WMAY Business Spotlight. And doctor, you talked about some of the precautions and things people can do to help curb some seasonal allergies. Um, but what other types of treatments are there outside of just maybe over-the-counter medication or, uh, like you mentioned, uh, you know, making sure you have clean sheets and using central air, are there uh, some, some medical procedures that could help with seasonal allergies? Absolutely, so there is a list of medications that is available that can be used during this season. Um, there are some over-the-counter medications and the rest of, of them are, of course, prescription medications. The over-the-counter medications are medications like antihistamines like Zyrtec, which is also called Cetirazine, uh, Benadryl, Allegra, which is also called Fixofenadine, or Claritin, which is also called Loratidine. Now, there is a, um, a prescription medication which is called azelastine spray, and, and that spray actually is uh, squirted inside the nose and it decreases the tendency uh, of recurrent sneezing and congestion. Uh, now, decongestants are also available. They, they shrink the lining of the nasal passages, and a few commonly used examples are mucinex and Sudafed. Um, then you have nasal corticosteroids. Uh, Flonase is one of the most common ones used. FDA recently put it over the counter. It used to be a prescription medication. So now it's widely available to the population without a prescription. And then there is a prescription uh, corticosteroid called Nasicort. These are really effective medications that actually decrease the tendency to false fall sick when, when exposed to these allergens. There are other medications like Montelukast and chromalin sodium that can be used. And for patients that do not respond to these medications, we have something called immunotherapy. And that is uh, the allergy shots as known by uh, a layman. Uh, we as primary care physicians uh, don't do those, but we definitely refer uh, these patients to the allergist uh, who, who does these. So the idea is to to expose these patients gradually in increasing amounts to the allergens so they stop reacting to it eventually. Um, these are the few um, measures or, or treatments available for uh, patients who suffer from allergies. What types of things should uh, those with seasonal allergies talk with their primary care physician about uh, to best address uh, any discomfort or problems they may, they may have with their seasonal allergies? So as a primary care physician, I see each patient differently according to their lifestyle and according to their, their profile. Some of these patients have a, a really high physically demanding work and you cannot prescribe medications that will make them fall uh, asleep like Benadryl or, or uh, chlorpheniramine malleate. You know, that's one of the medications that's out there for allergies too, but they make you so groggy. Uh, so you need to, we need to pick medications that 
we keep them alert and at the same time not do not uh, you know give them the therapeutic benefit that uh, that we are trying uh, to achieve uh, so from it just varies from patient to patient they can come up to you and and tell you their symptoms and to an extent they would know what they are allergic to and they'll they will correlate their uh, their their findings with with the the exposure they had um, but sometimes we just don't know and we really got to uh, start to find out and and that's when the the allergist comes in into picture we also order allergy panel which really is measuring ige antibodies um, to all the common allergens so we get a list of things that the patient can be allergic to and depending on the allergy panel we can really specifically advise them um, what to stay away from. Dr. Amit Sapra with SIU Center for Family Medicine here talking about uh, seasonal allergies. And hopefully we're able to inform a lot of people about how they can address those problems with their primary care physician and beyond. Doctor, thank you so much for taking time with us here on the WMAY Business Spotlight. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate you having me here.